Welcome to the ninth episode of VSTML 2021 Recaps from Reality TV Warriors. My name is Michael Harmstone and joining me as always is the Canadian who's been playing a role for the past nine weeks, that of someone who knows who the mole is, Logan Saunders. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. It is a very short episode. I'm going to predict that now because there is not a lot of material in this episode. I think it's the most I've ever skipped in a single episode of Vidim or possibly any reality show I've watched. This was by far the hardest episode to get a banner of in probably two years, I'd say, because I had no idea what entertaining moment I was going to actually capture in the banner. It was the closest I think I've ever seen the mole having a full recap episode. I was trying to think if the franchise has actually done that, where it's just a full-length recap episode. Because I think I would say that after the first challenge, probably 80% of the material was essentially a recap of the season. Yeah, getting into it now, that second challenge is not a unique challenge. It's appeared at least once before, if not twice. And it's a redoing of um, a challenge that we last saw as the final challenge of Hong Kong Philippines in a very beautiful spot. They did it with, instead of it being underground in a mine with loads of candles everywhere and all that sort of stuff, they did it with messages in a bottle in a lake in El Nido. Oh, wow. That would be a cool place to do it. At sunset. And it was a very pretty challenge. Yeah, well, El Nido would be, that would be a very specific spot they would have to do it. (laughs) So... It's definitely happened then. I think it's happened once before as well, but I can't actually remember what season that was. It's sort of a a semi-Vidum staple now, and it's not my favourite challenge in the world, being honest. It's not like the, say, with the Mole Belgi, where some of their challenges are quite... Are quite elaborate in terms like the Viet, it makes me like the Vietnam escape, um, escape the mansion type challenge. Yeah, the Pulp Fiction uh, challenge. <laughs> yes, the Pulp Fiction style challenge. Yes, probably. Would I say that's my favorite episode ever? It's definitely up there. Not necessarily because of the episode, but because of the situation we were in watching that episode. <laughs> what well, was a good finale on its own? It was a good finale on its own, but then on top of that, the fact that we were in Belgium with Papa Virgil de Costa right behind us, cackling when I got it wrong, and then everyone kind of trotting in and me being like, oh my god, Axel is just how you see him on the screen. He's lovely. (laughs) So, previously, the final four soared while trying to complete a recreation of the Yoka card before meeting the alumni of the show in a theatre. Then they were all given the chance to earn money for the pot or an exemption for the finale. Pikachu was the closest to the exemption, but it was a bad challenge of the team when Charlotte took another 2,000 euros out of the pot. At the execution, it was ladies' night once again, as Pikachu was the last man standing and the final person to go home before the finale. And the episode title is Dead Straight or Upright. The final three get champagne to celebrate being the last three standing. They're very excited. Rocky describes them as bosses. Charlotte says that Pikachu didn't use his two yokers on two separate executions and may have got a little bit overconfident. Do you think that's what happened? He didn't use his yokers one quiz, went straight ticket on somebody, survived, and then just stuck with it till the end? Well, he definitely played those yokers in the last test. Well, yeah, that was the last time, yeah. And we saw him play the yokers. But I mean, in terms of just that was his strategy. I think it goes back to what I said last week, in that pretty much everyone this season, I think, has suspected Renee. So if he was that confident, and if he's been pretty much straight ticketing Renee since week three, week four, or whatever it is, then 
he probably was confident, and he thought, mm, I'll save those two yokers just in case I need them, and just in case Renee goes home. Because that's not necessarily a terrible tactic if you are super confident. It's just the problem is, if you're super confident like me, you tend to be wrong and then get executed. Yeah. So Rick says that it's a certainty that the mole is a woman. This season can be split into two halves. One where the group were working together to earn money, and one after the 5,000 euro debacle. (laughs) You mean when they lose 40% of all their winnings and they haven't recovered? If not more than that, actually, it was uh, it was about forty five, wasn't it? Yeah, it was five thousand off a, a pot of just over ten thousand. And Rick made it sound like at, I know we'll get to it later because we don't know the official pot total, but Rick made it sound like they may have lost money in that final challenge. Seriously, <laughs> this season I know it's given ahead, but this season has got to have the lowest pot ever because somehow. Charlotte and whoever the remaining contestant is have to have got 11 more correct than incorrect statements to even get the pot above 10,000 euros. I know we've discussed this a few times, but what's the smallest pot you remember offhand, Michael? Well, China was it up until right at the very end. China was about 10,185, I think. That, that was the smallest pot? I think so, yeah. Well, the smallest, like, adult season. The kids' pots are much lower. The kids' pots, I think, the lowest is about three hundred euros. Oh well, they don't count. But no matter no matter what, this is definitely going to be the lowest pot, and may and it might be the lowest pot by quite a margin. So China was thirteen four hundred. Colombia was ten one fifty. That was the one I was thinking of. Yeah, with Miro, right when she bragged about it being the smallest pot in history. Yeah, Colombia was uh, the ten one fifty one. Yeah, and they def they didn't even get to. 9k by the sounds of it like i said they would need 11 positive statements and zero incorrect ones or a balance of of that much to even top 10,000 yeah because rick at the end at the end of the second challenge said i'm not going to tell you how much you won but the mole definitely got you guys in this challenge which makes me think they lost money and if renee's not the mole then that's an extra 250 euros that they definitely lost and and I, I don't know what the ruling would be, considering Rocky opened the envelope. If Rocky's not the mole and she opened the envelope and saw the candle, wouldn't that still count? Because she opened up, she essentially, quote-unquote, took the took the clue. She just did, chose not to do anything with it? I don't know. They will have to answer that next week, regardless of whether Rocky's the mole or not. But I don't think, I don't think they'll take the 250 off her. Because if she's not the mole... I think they'll probably be a little bit more generous to her than they would be in other seasons, given that she's not going to be taking over 10,000 euros home. I remember I saw the Bothers Bar Twitter account say, I think all the money that the players didn't get were spent on all of the candles for that final challenge. (laughs) That was a fire hazard waiting to happen. So it is day 17 in Loquette. They are enjoying being in the finale. Rick says that they're going six kilometers down the river to the Rocks of Svatos. When they get to the end, they will earn 100 euros for the pot. Along the way, they can find more money, but they have to all arrive within 45 minutes to earn any money, as time is literally money in this challenge. And the time starts, and Rocky struggles with a key box for two minutes. They are on a weird mountain bike scooter things that I have never seen before. It's not a Segway. No. It's sort of like a overgrown scooter, I think is the best way to put it. 
Or a Segway scooter hybrid? Yeah, it's basically like a child's scooter, but maybe mixed with a tricycle and massively oversized for everyone apart from Rocky. <laughs> like, it looks absolutely huge for Charlotte and Renee. We know that Charlotte is tiny, but I don't think Renee's that small. I'm amazed that they'll eventually earn 1,050 euros for this challenge because they make a lot of mistakes in this challenge, in my opinion. You mean to tell me that it is not a wise idea putting the old woman who's been molding for nine episodes on a rickety rope bridge, then a rickety ladder, and then a rickety net? If she's not the molders, at least, yeah, that she's the suspected by the other two people. <laughs> I don't know why, when the other two were definitely suspecting her, I don't know why they let her do so much physical exercise. When you have a literal former professional athlete there... Rocky had already kind of got to the point where she was like, oh, for fuck's sake, guys, just stop moling and let me have some money to go home with. And she still didn't step in and go, listen, I'll take the rickety bridge and the rickety rope ladder and the rickety net. Don't worry about it. Just you guys sit by the sign, let me do everything and just get to the end. Yeah, it blew my mind. They didn't, that Rocky didn't volunteer herself or was put on any of the obstacles and she didn't even choose to run one kilometer in eight minutes on a flat surface at the end. You can walk that. You don't even have to do a fast pace to walk one kilometer in eight minutes. Depends if you ask Google Maps or not. Google Maps vastly overstates the amount of time that it takes to walk anywhere. That's probably where their maths came from. They were like, oh, eight minutes to do a kilometer. I'm not sure we can cover that. People do that at just general... Casual walking speed. <laughs> Even though they do end up just turning a corner and seeing Rick there. <laughs> what they should have done is turned the corner and seen Rick there and then gone back and dumped the mountain bike. So, when they get to the first sign, it says that 603 is a code for the box and they can grab 150 euros there. Rocky volunteers to go back for it as she doesn't trust the other two, understandably, given that Charlotte has cost the pot 7,000 euros already and Renee is the mole. Charlotte and Renee aren't sure whether to stay by the sign or keep going. They decide to catch their breath and then head on. Rocky sends them on further when she's on the horizon on the way back. They find a second board saying that across a rope bridge over the river is 350 euros. Renee volunteers because that's a good idea. And they've already used up 10 minutes and they're not even a kilometre yet. She somehow manages to get her gloves stuck on the cable. Rocky and Charlotte decide to bring her back and just skip the bridge. It was like watching a baby giraffe learn how to walk on that on that bridge. I've never seen somebody more ill-suited for a task. <laughs> I know I'm not the best person to speak about this, because I am terrible with balance and everything, because I'm basically just a gangly freak. But I think even I would have done a little bit better than Renee on that challenge. Yeah, like, if you haven't done rope bridges or rope ladders or rope courses in general before... Those can be grueling and exhausting. It's way tougher than it looks, especially that rope ladder thing. I'm thinking when, 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 uh, when Renee tried to go up at first and she gave up after one step. I was surprised they volunteered Renee for that rope ladder because I'm thinking I I've done similar things like that where there's it's like a rope bridge in midair and you have to jump between the rope ladders and that was that just killed my abs. And I was thinking, man, that rope platter is going to be so tough. 
So, yeah, and the fact that Renee tried to do all of these, probably the most physically demanding tasks of the whole season, and she's the one person who's volunteering to do it over Charlotte and Rocky. There's one of them is, at least one of them is a contestant, if not both of them, and yet neither of them jumped in to do it. I'm very curious what the strategy was there to try and make Renee look that much more suspicious if one of them isn't the mole. I don't get it. I would say you don't realize how tough it is to support your own weight until you try and climb a rope ladder. Because it is tough. When my work sent us all down to four days a week, um, sort of in May time last year, I decided to do a uh, an outdoor adventure course just for fun on my day off. And I would say the most terrifying bit of it was trying to climb a rope ladder for me because it was really tough and I was right at the front of the group so I was the one trying to kind of keep the pace up and keep a gap between me and the group behind for the obstacle that I knew was coming which is essentially jump off a platform into a rope net and hope you don't shit yourself (laughs) because that was terrifying but the rope ladders were my absolute Achilles heel on this I was rubbish at the rope ladders so as soon as they uh, as soon as they sent Charlotte up, I'm like, she's probably the wisest one because she weighs the least. And you can just literally just pull her up using the rope if you need to. It would have got to the point if I was there where we would have just been pulling on the rope to try and get her up regardless of the ladder's existence. <laughs> so with 27 minutes left to go, they have not even reached a kilometre yet. The third board says that they can earn 50 euros each if they decide to give up their scooter. And I have a note saying I'm not sure I could run uh, five kilometers in much under 45 minutes. Yeah, it's a good thing that they didn't give that they didn't try to do this on foot. Otherwise, they would have earned nothing. I must say, this is the point where I go: the numbers just don't add up because the maximum amount of money they can earn here is 1,750 euros. But that doesn't take into account a lot of these challenges. Like if you just go for the cash challenges, it's 1,750. But then you have the third board where they say you can earn 150 euros if you all give up your uh, your scooter of weird things. Then you have the mountain bike thing, which is 100 euros per mountain bike. Then you have the last board, which is you can get 100 euros back if you give up your mountain bike and run the last kilometre. But none of that is taken into account in the 1750. And it's really weird. So what was the true max for the challenge then? Over 2,000? I think it was 2,050 I worked it out as. Because of the mountain bike thing? Yeah, because if you... Let's have a look. They earn 100 straight away for just getting there. Then the first box is 150, so that's 250. The rope bridge is 350, so that's 600. They can earn 150 for giving up the scooters, so that's 750. Then if they don't buy a mountain bike, it's still 750. The fifth sign is the ladder, which is 300, so that's 1050. Then they have another code box, which is 1250 because it goes up by 200. Then they find the net with 200, so that's 1450. The hill then adds another 300, so that's 1750. Then they can earn another 100 euros each, so another 300 by leaving the mountain bikes. Maybe Rick just sucks at math. Yeah, so that adds up to 2050. But then again, how did they know with the last sign that they were going to take the mountain bikes? Was that a deliberate mole action? Did the mole have to make them take the bikes to uh, make the last sign work? I don't know. Or they just had really low expectations for the group based on the last three episodes. Yeah, it's just 
it's just an odd challenge, this, because they advertised it at 1750. It's the one challenge they actually advertised this episode with the maximum amount of money. They advertise it at 1750 and then go, ah, actually, there's 2050 if you if you really play the game properly. Be funny, though, just production maybe told them that number to make them feel better about the percentage of money they earned. That was a lot, was a lot of money they put into a relatively easy challenge by Vidim standards. I wonder why they did that. Could it be the fact that these people are pissing money up the wall every single opportunity? Like this is probably the easiest challenge where they can earn over a thousand euros in a while, and it's entirely because they have not been trying very hard to keep any money in the pot whatsoever. They're all pretending to be the mole, even though everyone still suspects Renee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the fourth sign is the mountain backs for a hundred euros each, and they decide to take them. The fifth sign says that at the top of the ladder is 300 euros, and they volunteer Renee. Yes, again, why? She gives up quickly, swaps out with Charlotte, and for the first time all season, Charlotte earns money. She climbs down rather than just letting the harness do its job, which is what I would have done to save time. You just jump off the um, off the ladder and let everyone lower you down. Uh, with 18 minutes left, they are two and a half kilometers in. They spot a code box and know that they're about to see the sign with the code on it. They do, and it contains 200 euros. Rocky goes back, and Renee and Charlotte keep going on. They find a net with 200 euros, and yet again, Renee's volunteered for it. She actually grabs the 200 euros this time. 13 minutes left. They've done 3.6 kilometers. The next board says there's 300 euros at the top of the hill. Charlotte is volunteered, and Rocky catches up with them at the hill. They essentially just pull her up on the rope, and she grabs 300 euros. They've got 10 minutes left, and 1.2 kilometers to cover. They get one final sign, which says they can earn 100 euros each for leaving their mountain bikes behind and running the last kilometre. Charlotte gives up her bike, and Rocky and Renee don't. They meet Rick and realise that they probably could have run the kilometre, and they earned 1,050 euros for the challenge, which, can I point out, is still less than they lost last episode. At least Charlotte was trying to give back to the pot. (laughs) Make up for the 7,000 euros she has taken out. After spending 7,000 euros, she's finally realised that maybe she's got a chance of winning the money and she shouldn't be spending it all the time. I take out 7,000 and I'm responsible for putting 100 euros back in. And then we see them talk about how fun the experience was. Cool, this is still filler. Even in an episode with a lot of filler, this is the most fillerish bit. You know it's filler. Filler night. And interestingly, both Charlotte and Rocky say it's fun to be in the finale, and Renee says that it's cool to have these two women with her in the finale. Interesting phrasing there. Mm-hmm. They decide at lunch that Rocky is the last treasurer of the season, and she then takes it upon herself to actually fold the notes, unlike Pikachu, just because she wants a neat box and the money to get used to her. <laughs> Rick introduces the very last assignment, which is that they are to enter a mine, which is the Centrum Caulonium Neverin, and I have butchered the check, I'm afraid, and find statements written on pieces of paper. Each correct statement about the mole is worth 100 euros to them if they bring it out of the mine, but each incorrect statement will cost the group 100 euros. As soon as I saw that, I was thinking, oh boy. Like at first, I'm thinking, okay, maybe they'll get, they'll, they'll, I mean, they only need, what, 1,100 euros more and they'll cross 10,000? Yeah, they needed 11 of them. Yeah. All you know, they need was 11 correct answers between two people. Let's do it very doable. And then Rick says, but if you bring a wrong answer out, guess what, guys? You lose 100 euros. I'm thinking, 
Nope. <laughs> They're not crossing 10,000. <laughs> Here's my issue with this sort of a challenge. And I had this issue with Hong Kong Philippines, even though it was a really pretty challenge. They don't tell us the maximum amount here. So it could very well have been that there were only five correct statements about them all down there, and we would then know for a fact that they're not going to top 10,000. But the fact that I then have to wait until next week to even potentially find a maximum amount for this part is ludicrous. They didn't need to tell the contestants how many there were, but they need to tell me how many there were. Well, what they say that each person, when they, well, they discussed it at the end, they said that each of them grabbed six of the cards. So we estimate there's probably 1,200 euros up for grabs. But we don't even know whether there was more than 12 correct ones. That's the problem. There could have been 20, for all we know. But it's a good guess to think that there, that, that if they both, if they, all three of them said they grabbed five or six. Yeah, I'm probably going to work on the assumption it's six each. But six each does sound a bit low if they're desperately trying to get them over 10,000 euros again. If I were production, I would have doubled the values of this challenge, or I would have put in more statements. I guess if they only thought there were six each, that means all 12 of those need to be correct in order to cross 10,000. That's the only scenario. So they have to have a perfect they have to have a perfect run at it, which Rick said they definitely did not. Well, I didn't spot that thing that Rick said. I'm not sure, but I'd be very surprised if they get over 10,000 put it that way. Well, by by what Rick said, they may have not even crossed 9,000. But the key piece of information for this sort of a challenge is that no matter what the mole does, the mole's actions do not count. So essentially this episode has one challenge, I would say. Yeah. I mean, this version of it does have a potentially interesting clue for the rest of the season that we're going to get to fairly soon. Because they are yet again tempted by the mole, as in the first challenge. Rick says that the envelope that Charlotte received in the very first challenge was a clue, and could have led her to who the mole was in episode one. Yeah, and Charlotte did not look very, very confused by that statement. <laughs> She's like, there was a clue? I don't know. I don't remember there being a clue. She was just too pissed off with getting a yoga card. Yeah, I remember poking out the eyes of the Yoker card with a pen right afterwards. <laughs> so Rocky's first statement is that the mole didn't earn money on the train. She says that's true. Renee says her mole is Rocky, so she takes the card saying that the mole abseiled. Charlotte's statement is that the mole's team passed on two wrong photos in the Tatra assignment. Her mole is Renee, so she takes that card. The next card is that the mole didn't earn money from the hotel escape room challenge. Renee takes that one because Charlotte and Renee both did. Charlotte's next card is that the mole was not in a lift in the lift assignment, and she leaves that one. Rocky's card says that the mole sang in two rounds of the Silent Disco Challenge, and we see that Renee did sing in two rounds, so she takes that one. Minus any racial gestures. Yeah, weirdly, that was very carefully edited, that segment. Uh, Her next card says that the mole formed a duo with Renee when abseiling. She obviously leaves that, because she isn't the mole herself. Renee's next statement is that the mole is the treasurer she takes that one she then finds a card saying i am the mole i want to keep money out of the pot you want the answer to the question of who is the mole we can make a deal take an envelope with a clue in it for 250 euros it is almost the same statement that they read in episode one with the exception of you want to be in the game as long as possible and yoka swapped for clue charlotte says she learned her lesson it's not a yoga card inside it's a little bit wider renee takes the deal Inside is a candle and another envelope, saying on this envelope you will find the hint. She lights the candle, 
and begins to read something in invisible ink, but we don't see what. Now, I think, and I'm not alone in this suspicion, that the Yoka cards in episode one also had a message in invisible ink written on them. That's not a bad theory. In addition to that, you know how earlier in the season we were commenting on a recurring spy motif? I think Rick may have been slightly disingenuous in his first in his opening statement this episode when he said that you can split the season into two halves, the bit where they were earning money and the bit where they weren't. Because I think you can split the season into two halves, the bit where they went very heavy on the spy imagery and the bit where they didn't. Because, quite notably, there was a method of communication used that's traditionally associated with spies in terms of writing in invisible ink. Do you know what they used to write with to make things appear invisible and then appear when you put heat on them? Black ink? No. Figurine? No. Figurine is actually slightly closer. Traditionally, it's lemon or orange juice. If you write in lemon or orange juice or using wax and then heat it, heat up the paper underneath with a candle like Renee was doing to read the message from the mole here, it will appear brown. It'll appear as brown text, basically, if you do it well enough without setting the paper on fire. And casting your mind back to episode one, there was a really weird statement in that third challenge that kind of stuck out like a sore thumb. Because do you remember the last challenge of episode one? It was the mountain biking challenge. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember now. Do you remember what the weird statement that we had a lot of fun with was? Oh, peeling. Hmm. <laughs> Renee's hatred of peeling oranges? Renee said in episode one that she hates peeling oranges. I am now going to say, I think that the mole wrote messages in orange juice, and I think that that may come back as a hint for Renee. Well, that would be a very, very <laughs> clever hint. That's the annoying thing, because you you go one step on this, you go, yeah, they've probably written Invisible Ink. Then you go, oh, but there was a bit of a spy motif, like loads of James Bond stuff in the opening bit of this season. And then you go, well, how traditionally did spies write in Invisible Ink? It was the cheapest way possible, which is lemon juice traditionally, but you can also use orange juice, apparently. Then you think, well... Is there any association with citrus fruits this season? And you go, oh shit, it was Renee, wasn't it? That stuck out like a sore thumb in that third challenge. Next week she turns out to be the winner and she just genuinely hates peeling oranges. The other thing I will say on this is that, casting your mind back to the Georgia finale, do you remember what the twist to their final test was? No, I don't. I know you've not watched it in three years, so I'm properly putting you on the spot here, but... The final test for Georgia took place in a fort. This will probably cast your mind back as soon as I start saying these words. It took place in a fort, and they had the option of going straight to their test, and the time started as soon as Al said goodbye to them. They could either go straight to their test, they could earn some money, or they could get a clue to the mole. The clue to the mole, of course, was only taken by one person. They ended up being the mole. But the clue to the mole was a mirror in the room, and that was used as the reveal of who the mole was. I think this scene is probably going to be used as Renee's reveal bit, where she puts the heat under the uh, the piece of paper, and it reveals her name on the piece of paper written in Invisible Ink. That's the only reason that the mole would have taken that deal, I think, is because it actually forms part of the reveal image that they want to do. 
I mean, line those two things line up: the orange juice and the heat. Orange juice is less traditionally used for invisible ink than lemon juice. Lemon juice is the traditional one, but apparently you can use orange juice. I'm led to believe. Or maybe she's the more and she still hates peeling oranges. Oh yeah, it, this could be five minutes of me talking out of my ass, saying Renee probably lied about hating peeling oranges, but it did strike us as being a really weird statement in episode one. And if they have actually managed to tie it into the reveal, that would be rather impressive. Man, imagine if like we go are able to go to Vondel Park next year and Renee happens to be there, we can be like, here's an orange. <laughs> Just start throwing oranges at her. <laughs> yeah, please uh, we wanna we wanna know for sure. Do you hate peeling oranges or not? And she starts peeling them like, ah that's worse than a spider. I don't think Vondel Park is as fun to be at as the Belty finale. Obviously. It's different when it's just random local regular people compared to people with some recognition in the Netherlands. It is, but also it's five hours of standing in, in Vondel Park <laughs> getting really pissed off and not being able to go to the toilet because you don't want to lose your place. So Rocky also originally takes the deal. She then puts the envelope back and says she doesn't need a hint because she's confident it's Renee. Rick says to them at the end he will reveal the results of this challenge at the reunion. That means that they earned 1,050 euros of possible 1750 in this episode and 8,925 of 46,300 for the season so far. A small enough part to all fit into Splinter's box. Yeah. And then Rick does his traditional why he might be the mole that he usually does at at the reveal to their faces, which is weird. And this is after we had a very long recap of the whole season. Like, it's it's odd that we essentially had two recaps for this episode. We had a recap during the second challenge because we see all of the highlights of what the three contestants had done. No, screw that. There's three recaps this episode. So the second challenge has the recap of pretty much the whole season. And they wrap up the challenge. And then at the last dinner, they're reminiscing about everything. So we get a ton more highlights about the season. Then they meet Rick, and Rick tells them what they, how they performed during the season, what they would be like if they were the mole and if they weren't the mole. And then they take the quiz, where it's another highlight, a recap of the whole season. It's very weirdly structured, this episode. It's, I'm thinking, man, they really needed a third challenge. Or they needed a funny game, I remember. Celebrity Mole Hawaii USA when they had uh, the, f- the final three there, where they did charades for a couple minutes in the episode. It was a really fun scene. They didn't have to recap anything. They just pretended to be like the other contestants. And that was a fun two or three minute segment they could fill in the episode. I find that to be far more entertaining than let's just recap what we've already seen over and over and over again. I am very much of the opinion that you don't need to do any recapping of the season until the reunion. Do that stuff all at the reunion and tie it into the interesting people still being there. Or go the Belgi route, where this is the episode where they reveal who the mole is, and then next week you can do a really in-depth recap and give the audience all of the information they wanted about the season. Because with Venom, because they leave the mole reveal for the reunion week, they waste 10 to 15 minutes on revealing who the mole is, and then there's not really that much time to go into detail about 
uh, how each person performed on every quiz and all of the mole's sabotages. And then other fun little behind the scenes clips of say, you know, in the Belgian version, you see Jill DaCosta doing, doing challenges and just having fun with the players. <laughs> I have to say, Jill on top of that car in Mexico or hanging off the bridge in the Ardennes, they are completely the highlights of the reunion to me. I love it every time we just see him do something really silly because he loves doing it. That's the thing. He he has an absolute blast every single time. So it is now time for the final test. 40 questions on the identity and actions of the mole throughout the season. Whoever knows the most will walk away with the currently 8,925 euros that the team earned. Thanks, Charlotte. It might be less. Charlotte has suspected literally everyone this season. They all went home when she spread on them. Renee's her mole, but but only because Rocky isn't it. She was useless in the fire raft challenge, struggling to untie her rope. In mine museum, she was running around doing very little. And she was left alone to lift clothing items, but there wasn't much done when Charlotte got there. Rocky is Renee's mole. She started off earning money, but then spent it on the train knowledge. If you're the mole, you know what's coming next, and you know you can just play like a team player for the first half of the season. I also love that Renee seems to be doing her test in a bathroom. There was quite noticeably a big ornate bath right next to where she was doing the test. She's older. Yeah, it was a walk-in bath just for Renee, just to make sure she was fine. And it's just too it's just too long to sit down for lo- that for to do the quiz. It's 40 questions. What you didn't see was the uh, the stair lift just outside the room waiting for Renee to come back. <laughs> just make sure she was okay. And that's the person they put on the rope bridge. <laughs> Rocky seems to get herself into positions of power in the assignments, but then could also be completely useless. One thing I did forget to mention when I said that Rick does his why you might be the mole spiels to their faces before the final test is that Rocky seems to have brought her longer her favourite tracksuit from the 90s to wear for the reveal. At first I thought it was a onesie. I'm like, I'm thinking, well, usually everyone dresses up really fancy in a suit or a really nice dress for whenever they do the final quiz. At first I was thinking, are we going to have somebody take the final quiz in a onesie? Like, Renee was dressed up to the nine. She'd obviously thought about her finale outfit, given she knew she was going to be there. Charlotte at least put a bit of effort in. Rocky wore a tracksuit that wouldn't look out of place in modern-day Canada. (laughs) Also in that bit, uh, Renee does say that she's been playing another role for the past three weeks. So yet again, she's just being really unsubtle that she's the mole. Rocky says she's going fully on Renee. She took money out of the music box and then started shouting to Rocky, getting herself shot. She completely forgot to listen when Rocky was passing on information from the glider. Rocky has absolutely no doubt that it is Renee Falker. Rick greets them for one final time, saying the search has come to an end and that the game is over. In front of him is a winner, a loser, and a mole, but who's playing what role? He has to type their names in one at a time to the computer, Whoever's screen is red is the loser and executed. Instantly, Charlotte gets a red screen. There's no suspense. She's a loser. It's a shame that they put all this time into saying, oh, Rocky and Charlotte both suspect Renee. Renee suspects Rocky. The greatest ending to this episode is if is if uh, Renee or Rocky had been executed and you're th- left thinking, what? Could Charlotte be the mole? Could, could we finally have a season where a mole goes unmasked? 
That would have been a great cliffhanger, even if Charlotte doesn't end up being the mole. But here it's just, nope, nope, we put all this time, Charlotte gets executed anyway. Honestly, it's the same argument I had with the China reunion reveal thing, where they brought everyone to Von Nulkirk and uh, and typed in the Final Four's names, and then two people got red screens, two people got green. This isn't a fun reveal. They couldn't find a fun location to do the final two and then go, V is Dumont. It's in the middle of a manor house in Czechia with Rick at a computer. There is no suspense whatsoever that when Charlotte goes, it just ends up being, oh yeah, um, yeah, Charlotte, you're gone. We're not necessarily going to tell you who the mole is. Other two, do you want to tell me who the mole is? But after I do my cut to find out next week, yeah, that'd be cool, thanks. It just feels a little bit passive. If Renee ends up being the mole, that means she was caught quite early and a lot of people were on to her. If Renee is the mole, Rocky has been going majority Renee since week three. Which I think is essentially what's, I think, did Mariah say she was on her? Everyone was. Starting with Josh onwards? Josh went home suspecting Renee, but the theory is if it is Renee, Mariah should have gone on that test and saved herself by winning the uh, exemptions. And she was the only one not on Renee at that point. So Renee and Rocky, one of them's the mole, one of them's the winner. V is the mole, zero suspense. Next week, all gets revealed. We already know who the loser is, but who's the winner and who is the mole? Luckily, the one person that we each picked last week are the final two. Yeah, it's really interesting now, isn't it? Are you sticking with Rocky? Yeah, I want to stick with Rocky because I think it's a much better ending if it's just the one person gets to unmask her as opposed to five people unmasking Renee. It's a better ending if Rocky is the mole, but Renee is the mole. I mean, I, I, I kind of can't sugarcoat it after what I've been saying in this episode. Renee's the mole. Sugarcoat it with lemon juice? Yeah, the clues line up to her. The whole citrus fruit writing things line up with her. Then why put her on all through on all of the obstacles? Why would Renee, Why would Rocky and Charlotte let her do that if they both assume she's the mole? I can only think they were trying to test her, but if they were trying to test her, do you not realise that, Rocky, you're competing with a mole and someone who's nearly halved the pot? If you are going to win this season, you could have had, you could have had nearly 16,000 euros if it wasn't for Charlotte. That is the context here. She could have had a nearly record pot, the highest pot since Oregon she could have had. If it wasn't for Charlotte, yeah, I uh, yeah, Rocky's performance in that challenge was very odd. If she's not, if she's not the mole, if she is the mole, then it makes sense to be like, yeah, Renee, you do all of these physical challenges. I'm not going to ditch my mountain bike, even though I'm a former professional athlete. But I'm thinking, seriously, Rocky, you can't, you can't move one kilometer in eight minutes. So. The context I will say is that when I looked last night, um, the official Dutch pool has Rocky on 34% and Renee on 66 So the Dutch public are very much Team Michael by the look of things. Let's get over the fact that neither of us picked either of these two people. And just, I'm going to claim Renee, you can claim Rocky, and we'll cut Michelle out of this, it's easier. <laughs> she's already won something. Yeah, she's already kind of won the the pool as it is and I don't like to talk about that but yeah (laughs) 
So on first suspicions, Jet was the only person who had Charlotte last. Steve and Michelle had her in first place. Luca and Jet win if it's Rocky. Carl and Kim win if it's Renee. Renee is more suspicious to us as a trio than the group as a whole. She is on 1.42 out of 2. 1.33. And Rocky is on 1.58 and 1.67. We do also have to discuss a little bit of the elephant in the room because we've been invoking the name of our Lord and Saviour, Papa Bear, Gilles de Costa, today. We're recording this on Monday. There was a 10-second teaser for Belgian Mole Germany, finally, that came out this afternoon, and it's it's more exciting to me than the last nine episodes of Venom. Orange screen? There is an orange screen coming, and the tagline to the season seems to be Niemand is Zeker, or nothing is certain. You gotta say that with a bit of more of an accent there, Michael. That is the most Flemish you're getting, I'm sorry. Niemand is Zeker. <laughs> Niemand, what is it? Niemand is Zeker. I thought that was one of the strikers on one of the soccer teams in Europe. Yeah, it follows on from, uh, it ends here last year, we had uh, the Mole Knows Nothing, Did You Miss Me? I can't remember what the uh, the South Africa one was. But yeah, Nothing is Certain is the tagline of this year's Belgian Mole, and I am very much here for it. I'm working on the assumption it's going to be an April 10th premiere, which is the day after uh, Big Brother finishes, like I said last week. So if it is, that means that probably by the time we speak next week, we will have a proper trailer to actually discuss, and maybe a premiere date. Transition into Belgium once again. Yay! It's been a while. Our favourite time of the year, because we are actually now rapidly coming up on uh, on the, the time of the year when I was sat in Houston Airport last year watching the Greece premiere, preparing to do the podcast as soon as I landed back home. How the world has changed in 12 months. Yeah. Mind-boggling. You got anything else to say before we finally unmask Renee next week? About this episode? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we managed to talk for 50 minutes about an episode that, if you exclude the filler, had about 25, 20, 25 minutes of actual content. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, I think we covered it. <laughs> Only half an hour of that was me explaining the fine intricacies of how to write an invisible ink using lemon juice. <laughs> That'll be half the final edit. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> we turned into a freaking cooking show. We essentially are half cooking, half spy. That's <laughs> all we can ask for now. So, thank you for listening to our VS Mall 2021 recap. We will be back next week to discover who the mole is in Czechia. Don't forget you can contact us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, or Instagram where we are RTV Warriors, or you can email us and contact at rtvwarriors.com. Logan's on Twitter at LogSuperQuacky, and I'm MJ Harmstone. Thank you as always to Marika for the subtitles. We'll see you for the final time next week. Peace out and just chill until the final of flavoring.